Welcome to Your Daily Drive, the podcast. I am Rick Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me today. The title of the podcast is The Secret That Will Change Your Life Forever. Let me give you the big idea of what I'm talking about here. I want you to be able to identify the animating center of your life, the main thing, the big thing that makes you tick And the big idea is, is that whatever that thing is, your heart central, your animating center, as I like to call it, whatever that thing is, it will influence, it will impact, it will drive everything else in your life. Now, you know what the answer is, what your animating center should be in order to have a a wonderful life. Your animating center should be a growing, adventurous powerful, satisfying, and reciprocal relationship with God. That is the only right answer, to be God-centered or gospel-centered. That has to be the core of your being. And if it is, then it impacts, it influences everything else. All of your relationships, all of your activities, everything that you do. Now, if you are not incrementally and consistently heading in that direction, here's my appeal to you. Will you stop? Will you turn around because you are going the wrong way? If you want to read this podcast, you can do that. The secret that will change your life forever. Someone recently asked, how do I print them off? The articles, that is. Go to the bottom of our website or go to the bottom of the article that you are looking at, and there is a print button. Click on it and follow the directions, and you can print them off. Yes, it is okay for you to share our articles with others. The easiest way to do that is to copy the URL in the browser. You can put it in a text. You can drop it on your social media platform. You can share it that way. But if you want to print them, and a lot of people do that, folks who want to read them personally, they do that. But we have a lot of disciplers, pastors, counselors, People helping people, and they use these resources as homework assignments for the folks that they are discipling. Also, husbands and wives, parents and children, you are more than welcome to do that. In this podcast that I'm sharing with you, it is a 30-minute podcast. There is a 2,000-word article. There are three other articles here as well. And so you have 8,000 words that you can work through on this idea of changing yourself from the inside out. I also have two infographics to illustrate what I am talking about. And then there is a 10-minute video. A lady said on one of our forums the other day, I've never had anyone give me a or prepare a homework assignment for me. I did a 30-minute podcast just for her. Well, you can do the same thing with this podcast. If you want to change from the inside out, if you want to change your animating center, then I would encourage you to, what you can do is you can type in the search box, the secret that will change your life forever, or just type in the word secret. 
Uh, that's somewhat of a unique word for our articles, and it will pull this one up, and then you will have it. Now, here's the homework assignment that I want you to do, except for those of you who are driving. Don't do this. Don't text and drive, and don't sketch out on pieces of paper like what I'm about to ask you to do. But when you get a moment, I would like for you to get a, a piece of printing paper, a blank sheet of paper, and a pencil or a pen, and then draw two circles on that paper, a smaller center circle right in the middle of the piece of paper, and then a larger circle that pretty much covers the perimeter. And so you're looking at a blank piece of paper, and you have this larger uh, outer circle, and then you have a smaller inner circle. And then what I want you to do is to connect the two lines together. Just draw straight lines from the inner circle to the outer circle and draw as many as you want, uh, many as you need to. And basically what you will be looking at is a piece of pie with a hole in the middle of it. That's what it will look like. Many pie pieces with a hole in the middle of it. Now, what I want you to write in those pie pieces, I want you to write in the things that make up your life, the things that fill up your day, the things that fill up your week. You know, it could be your spouse, it could be your children, it could be relatives, it could be friends, it could be your church. It could be hobbies that you do, your vocation, your job that you have. It could be exercise. It could be money. Maybe that's something that you spend a lot of time thinking about. Vacation, politics, maybe reading is a big thing for you, or watching television, uh, texting with friends. God obviously would be one of those pieces. Hopefully, he takes up a lot of your time. Fear, if you're a fear-centered person, well, that will take up a lot of your time. And so as you fill in all those pie pieces, just think about your life during any given day and any given week, and you just fill in those details in those pie pieces, and you can have as many as you want. It doesn't matter. And so as you look at this blank piece of paper, you have these two circles, a pie chart with a hole in the middle of it, and you filled in all these pieces of pie with things that make up your day. Now, this is what I want you to do. That center ring, that center circle. I want you to think about the most important thing in your life. Now, I know many of you will default and say, well, God is the most important thing in my life. But you may find that might not be true. But whatever the most important thing is in your life, you write that word, that idea, in that smaller circle. That is your animating center. What I'm asking you to do, I'm asking you to define this question here. What is the animating center of your life? The thing, the main thing that impacts, influences, and drives all of those other things that you wrote in those pie pieces? What is the one thing that controls you more than anything else? Now, whatever that thing is, it goes in the center circle. The center ring is command central. It is the main thing that determines your quality of life. Now, here is the key idea. Whatever you center your life on will control all aspects of your life. 
let me say it this way. Whatever thing you put in the center ring will influence all that you wrote on the perimeter. Now, some of you probably are thinking about this, and you're thinking, well, uh, I don't have any one thing in the center of my life. My life fluctuates. And what controls me at any given moment is not always the same thing. That could very well be true, and I understand that. By the way, that makes you normal. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about your life over time, not in any micro moment, but in the macro. And as you look at your life over time, let's say a week, what you will do is you'll discover is that there is at least one recurring theme in your life. There's one dominating thing in your life that that truly influences you more than anything else. What is that thing? And whatever that thing is, it will be what predominantly influences and controls everything else. Now, if you want to see an idea of what I have just articulated to you, you can do that. I have an infographic here uh, that lays out visually what I am saying to you and what I would like for you uh, to do. And so you will have a pie chart or a pie chart with a hole in it. And on the outside, you'll have all of these things that make up your day or week. Children, anger, church, eating, spouse, worry, work, school, fitness, health, marriage, medication, relatives, whatever it is. Now, what you're going to find is that all of those details are separated and they are unique things. But what you will discover is that whatever the center thing is, it will influence every one of them. Whatever your animating center is, the thing that drives you more than anything else, it will influence how you interact with your children. It will influence whether you get angry or not or how you get angry. It will influence your your church, your eating, your spouse. It will influence your worry, your work, your school, your exercise, your health. It will influence everything else. And so even though these are unique details that you have put on the perimeter, the thing that is in the middle will influence everything else. Now, let me give you two illustrations of what I'm talking about. I want to use my friends, Biff and Mabel. Biff is a selfish person, and Mabel is a lazy person. And so you could say that the animating center of Biff's life is selfishness. And the animating center of Mabel's life is laziness. And what I want you to see in their two lives is how selfishness for Biff impacts every detail of his life. And laziness for Mabel impacts every detail of her life. So let's take Biff. Biff is a selfish man. He spends most of his time thinking about himself. And even when he is thinking about others, there is usually an, <laughs> there is usually an angle to his other, <clears throat> I put other-centered thoughts in quotation marks because truly they aren't other-centered thoughts. Because when he's thinking about others, because selfishness is his animating center, even, in, even when he's thinking about other people, he's being self-serving about it. It is fair to say that the word selfish act accurately describes his animating center. And so as you observe Bill for a while, you'll see that recurring theme of selfishness. 
whether you're watching his marriage, watching his religion, how he spends his money, his hobbies, his eating habits, or his worldview, his selfishness bleeds into everything that he thinks and everything that he does. Do you see how important it is not only to identify your animating center, but to see how it influences every detail of your life? Let's take Mabel. She's lazy. When you observe Mabel's life, you will see a laziness theme repeated. Her laziness influences her eating habits. It influences her time management practices, which are horrific. You could say that what well, you could say that she's selfish like Biff, and that would be accurate because both labels, selfishness and laziness, there are different iterations of a similar thing. The selfish man is lazy and the lazy woman is selfish, and though it is almost like splitting hairs, there is a difference. And the more you observe Mabel and Biff, you will soon conclude that it does make sense to label them differently, one as selfish and the other as lazy. Biff seems to always have an angle to suit his self-serving agenda. And Mabel is not so much working an angle as she is merely a lazy woman. She's too lazy to contrive an angle. And so her animating center is laziness, his is selfishness, and it influences everything in their lives. Now, there's another commonality with this idea that I'm communicating to you, and I call it bleed over. It's the bleed over effect. You see, Mabel's laziness bleeds over to everything that she does. Her laziness bleeds over into time management. It bleeds over to her eating habits. It bleeds over into she binge-watches TV shows. She insatiably shops. She has out-of-debt control. You can only imagine how the rest of her life is going, like her relationship with God, which consists of sporadic to non-existent prayer times. She is also a critical gossip who judges others as a way of justifying her behavior. You see, you have to be lazy mentally to give yourself over to this kind of speech patterns. A person who is critical and gossipy is lazy. Now, Biff, well, he has this bleed-over effect as well. He has bleed-over selfishness to all the details of his life. You see, Jesus was accurate when he said, "...out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks." What you are on the inside will affect what you are on the outside. We are not inconsistent people. What we are, who we are, and what we do are really two sides of of the same coin. You, You may try to alter your behavior, your outer self, your externals to fool people, but over the long haul... You can't fool people. You can't disguise your true inner self, whatever it may be. Now, you can fool those on Facebook, but I'm talking about the people who know you best because we're not inconsistent. What you are on the inside is the impact and is who you are on the outside. And those who live close to you will see who you really are. Now, I want to take this idea. I talked about Biff's selfishness and Mabel's laziness as the animating center of their lives, but that may not characterize you. I want to take one of the more common 
characterizations of an individual, one of the more common animating centers of people. And what that is is fear. Fear is one of the most common problems that that we struggle with. Now, perhaps some of you who were listening as you were thinking about the thing that drives you more than anything else is quite possible. I know that many of you thought about fear, that I'm a fear-centered person because a lot of people struggle with fear. Now, they may not use the word fear to describe themselves, but fear has many biblical synonyms. Let me give you a few of those biblical synonyms. Perchance, fear just doesn't sound right to you, but maybe some of these other fear synonyms are more accurate descriptors of your animating center. For example, anxiety is a synonym for fear. So is worry and insecurity and fear of man and shyness, a person who is given over to shyness, that that is their animating center where you can imagine how that will impact every detail of their life. Discouragement is another synonym for fear, and so is depression. Now, I realize that depression has many causes, but fear can be one of those causes, and that's why I have it here in the list. Some others are uncertainty, indecision, also called procrastination. The procrastinating person struggles with fear. Anger can be a synonym to fear, as well as gossip and criticism and self-righteousness. A person who is image conscious can be struggling with fear. A person who struggles with honesty or truth-telling, they are afraid to tell the truth. An oversensitive person and also an inflexible person can be a synonym to fear. And so whatever the best descriptor is for you, but if you struggle with fear and that is the the animating center of your life, then, well, your fearfulness will become your control center. It will be the rudder that determines the direction of your ship. It should not be a stretch to understand how a single thought like fear can set the entire course of your life, even how you think about God or religion. I have interacted with many counselees over the years who were fear-centered. That was their animating center. That is what drove them, and one of those details in their lives was God. And because fear was their animating center, it had a huge impact on how they thought and responded to God. One of the most common temptations with the fearful person is is to hide things that are wrong with them. Being honest with God and being honest with others is a daily battle that can undermine the fearful person and their relationships. Thus far, I've been talking about all the bad news. I've, I've been talking about an animating center that is wrong, whether it is selfishness, like in Biff's case, or laziness, in Mabel's case, or a person who is fear-centered, those things are the bad news. Those are the things that you want to put off, as Paul would talk about in Ephesians 4. And so it begs the question, well, what is the good news? What is the replacement? If I have the wrong thing as my animating center, then what is the right thing, Rick? Well, there is good news. The good news, well, if you replace it with the right thing, the concept is still true. You could say it this way. 
whatever good thing that you put in the center of your life, it will impact all areas of your life. And so what you want to do, if you want to change your behavior, if you want to change the details of your life, then what you have to do is change your animating center. Well, let's suppose that the animating center of your life was the gospel. You could say it this way, you're gospel-centered. You've heard that language before, so okay, well, what does it mean Well, in context of this podcast, when I say gospel-centered, it means the gospel is the animating center of your life. It is your control center. It is the thing that dominates you, and thus it will dominate you from the inside out. But before we get to that, uh, I want to make sure that we have a good idea of what the gospel is. Now, as you know, the gospel is the good news. Of course, the good news is Jesus Christ. Jesus was the promised deliverer who was prophesied to come to set the captives free in Isaiah 61.1 and also in Luke 4.18. Perhaps you were some of those captives, assuming that you have been rescued by Christ. You have been born again. Now, if you have been born again, then you have experienced the good news. Or you could say it like this, you you have experienced Christ. Because the gospel is the good news. The good news is Christ. All of those words are interchangeable. You could say that the gospel is the person and the work of Jesus Christ. The gospel is everything that Jesus Christ was in eternity past, is in this present moment, and will forever be in eternity future. The gospel is everything that Jesus did in eternity past, everything that he does currently, everything that he will ever do. The gospel does reach into two eternities, past and future, through the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Now, what if the gospel, or what if Christ was the animating center of your life? What if he was the one who defined who you are as a person? You could say that you're Christ-centered. You could say that you're gospel-centered, God-centered, All of those would be wonderful, and they're saying essentially the same thing. But if Christ were the main thing who defined who you are as a person, then he would be the one who would have the most impact over everything in your life. He'd have the most impact over your thinking. He'd have the most impact over your behaviors. May your ambition in life be that simple, gospel-centered. May the immediate and long-term goal of your life be a desire to be like Christ. May he dominate your inner being, your thoughts, your musings, your meditations. Now, I know you're like me. (laughs) You have a long way to go. We get that. I get that. And I know you do too. But if you have figured out what I'm saying to you right now, then you have figured out the most significant secret to life. And that's why I titled this podcast, The Secret That Will Change Your 
life forever. A lifelong pursuit of Christ. It should not be discouraging. And I mean that in the sense that you haven't perfected this. We're not there yet. But it is a lifelong pursuit. And it's not discouraging. You know, what is discouraging is trying to be something other than Christ. You remember what Jesus said in 1626 of Matthew? He said, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? That is a wasted life. A wasted life is a person who spends his entire life defined by and pursuing anything other than Jesus Christ. How awful would it be to get to the end of your life only to realize that you have made that crucial mistake? And that's why I said at the beginning, I led with this, the animating center of your life should be a growing, adventurous, powerful, satisfying, and reciprocal relationship with God if you are not incrementally and consistently heading in that direction, stop and turn around because you are going in the wrong way. That would be a crucial mistake. And it doesn't have to be that way for you. You can decide right now to who or what you are going to submit your life. May I recommend Jesus? You won't be disappointed. You really won't. You remember what he said in John 4, 14, Whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. If you choose to follow anything other than Jesus, you will never, ever, ever be satisfied, and you'll spend your entire life chasing something that you will never find. Did you know, by the way, that the word utopia means no place? Utopia doesn't exist. It's an imaginary place. It's an imaginary idea. The key for you, the key for me is to be gospel-centered, Jesus-centered, Christ-centered, God-centered. You could say Bible-centered, honestly. That's how Joshua thought about it in 1.8. Listen to this. You know this verse. You've heard it many times. It says, the book of the law, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Here's the second sentence in 1.8. For then. You will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. It would be appropriate to say that you want to be bibliocentric, that that is the animating center of your life. Let me give you a final appeal and then uh, some call-to-action questions. In addition to everything that I've said thus far, uh, hopefully, maybe you'll have time to draw out on that piece of paper the little circle and then the outer circle and then fill in the details of the outer circle with all the things that make up your life, and then determine the center circle, what is your animating center. And what I would love for you to do is to connect with a small group of friends or at least one other person who are passionate about allowing the Word of God transform them into the person and the work of Jesus Christ, the gospel. You see, transformation happens best in a community. You can do a lot of things by yourself, but sanctification is not one of them. 
And so my appeal to you is to find a group of friends. And if that's a uh, too big of an ask, then find at least one friend. And as you do this, as you think about this, Christ becoming the animating center of your life, y'all talk about this. Work on this together and have this discussion, which leads right into my call to action I have a few questions that I want you to think about. Number one, what would you say is the animating center of your life? If you were to write in that center, smaller circle, what would you write? What is the thing that that dominates you, drives you, controls you? For Biff, it's selfishness. For Mabel, it's laziness. For some people, it's fear. What you want it to be is the gospel, but don't give a Bible answer because that is what expected. Give the true answer. Number two, what is the main thing that not only defines you or defines who you are, but it has the primary influence over every area of your life? That is the same way of my first question. My first question is, what would you say the animating center of your life is? Another way of asking that question. Number two, what is the main thing that not only defines who you are, but has the primary influence over every area of your life? Then number three, I want you to ask a friend to give you their perspective on what drives you. Maybe it would help to talk about the content of this article as you have this discussion. Somebody that knows you closely, they observe your life, they can tell you if you give them the space and the grace to to answer that question. Your animating center should be a growing, adventurous, powerful, satisfying, and reciprocal relationship with God. If you're not incrementally and consistently heading in that direction, stop, turn around, because you're going the wrong way. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.